Uh, we are the co-hosts of this. Unfortunately, Leon Dorn is not with us today here. Uh, so we are having to do uh, the editing ourselves. Um, so we're going to be covering a little bit different stuff here today. And we're going to get rolling. Alright, so what is your reflection on the Heisman Trophy, Garrett? Alright, so I think the Heisman Trophy was very interesting this year. Because you got... Because I think Bo Nix was out because he lost twice to Michael Penix Jr. He did have good stats. It wasn't as good as uh, the Heisman Trophy winner's stats, Jaden Daniels. I think Jaden Daniels may have deserved this award because of the stats and because simply he was by far the most valuable player on his team. But he didn't really win games. Michael Penix won games. He was very accurate this year. He was the reason this Washington team is what it is. I mean, there's some other good players on this offense. But, but I think the Washington team without Michael Penix Jr. is just a whole lot worse this year. Um, so I would, I would have probably gave, given it to Michael Penix because he was just, I thought, the better quarterback. But I see exactly why they did it. But let's be honest, nobody watches this award. I mean, this award is not like the MVP. This award is something that used to have like meaning to it, but now it's kind of lost its meaning. So they put it on a night where there's absolutely nothing else to watch. So if you're just on TV and you're scrolling, you're going to see on every single sports station, Heisman Trophy Award, Heisman Trophy Award, and you just click on it because you're bored and you have nothing else to do. So, yes, I think Jaden Daniels probably deserved it. I think this could have gone either way. I also think it could have, also think it could have gone to Marvin Harrison this year. He was um, very good as well, but this is a quarterback award, so I think it makes sense. But uh, let's hear your take, Connor. Well, I got a pretty similar take to you, Garrett. Um, I believe, yes, Marvin Harrison had a chance of winning this award. He's the best receiver in the nation. It's not close. Uh, I think Marvin Harrison is an arguable first pick in the draft to the potential Chicago Bears first pick. But back to the Heisman, I feel like Jaden Daniels should have won this award. Uh, Michael Penix Jr. won games. It depends on how you value the Heisman because the Heisman is not really like the MVP. Uh, in the Heisman, it's really just about who stat padded the best, and I think that was definitely Jaden Daniels. If you just look at the stat book, I mean, you look at Jaden Daniels, you're probably thinking that's prime Tom Brady mixed with a prime Cam Newton. And then you look at a Michael Penix Jr. and you're looking at like a prime Drew Brees. So, I mean, it's all about uh, the stats and when it comes to the Heisman, which is also why I feel like Malik Neighbors should have had a chance over Marvin Harrison. But Marvin Harrison's just got the fan favorite over Malik Neighbors. But I completely agree with the Heisman. No one really watches it either. That is true. It's why it's on a Monday night, the worst night of the week. But, um... Yeah, I think I would agree with Jaden Daniels winning this award. He had a great season, and this LSU team with Dr. Jaden Daniels is, as Garrett likes to say, atrocious. So I think that's a pretty obvious award there. I didn't watch the Heisman this year. I don't really ever watch the Heisman because it just goes to whoever stat padded the best. So I feel like, yeah, Jaden Daniels was an obvious pick. Now we're going to switch gears to the biggest surprise of Week 14. Garrett, what is your biggest take? So, the biggest surprise, um, I thought for Connor the biggest surprise was definitely the Titans versus Dolphins game. He was 100% confident that this Dolphins team was going to win. And they got owned. I mean, the Titans did not play well until the last three minutes of this game. They turned it over three times. There was a pick six. And they still managed to lose this game. That Dolphins offense looks terrible. I mean, Tua looked like Santa Claus. 
Tyreek Hill's out one quarter and Tua can't complete a pass. He's dropping back and getting sacked every time. I know the Dolphins had offensive linemen out, but surely you can throw the ball to somebody other than Tyreek Hill. What I did learn from this game was that Tyreek Hill is the MVP. He is the MVP. The Dolphins team without Tyreek Hill, he said last week they're a 500 team. I don't think they're even that. I mean, Mike McDaniel, he would change his offense, but it all revolves around Tyreek Hill. Mike McDaniel made some very questionable decisions in this game, and I, and I love the guy. But Mike McDaniel, red zone, I mean, he has no idea what he's doing. He gets his quarterback in the shotgun, and he starts chucking balls up to Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill and Cedric Wilson. Never caught. Sometimes he gets a bailout catch from Tyreek Hill. It's rare, and they always end up having to settle for a field goal. And this Titans team, they played really well, but I think this was more just the Dolphins being called out on offense as a fraudulent team. So now I want to hear Connor's uh, response to that. Well, I think I got two pretty surprising games. I got the Steelers losing to the Arizona Cardinals. Probably is a bigger surprise to Miami losing to Tennessee. Um, I feel like, yeah, that game definitely explained that Tyreek Hill is the most valuable player. I did say last week this Dolphins team without Tyreek Hill, yes, is probably like a 6-6 six and six type team. Uh, I mean, but you look at that game, I feel like the Titans definitely have potential. If I was the Titans, I probably would have moved Henry at the deadline. Dude, Tajay Spears looks like a threat in the NFL. And he cut up that Miami offense. He was the reason why they won that game. He had like 50 rushing yards on top of 80 receiving yards. He looks like the future of this Titans team. And Will Levis looks really good sometimes, and then he looks atrocious sometimes. Uh, the two things I can take away from Will Levis in this game is when it comes to when he needs to play well, he does well. But that pick six at the start of the game is Zach Sealer. I mean, that was just terrible. And then you go and try to throw your body in front of a 300-pound guy in the end zone. You're just asking to get injured. So I feel like the one thing we can take away from the Titans is Will Levis still has a lot to learn. Uh, but he definitely has tons of potential. He could be, I feel like he's going to be like a next uh, Brett Favre type of player. He's going to turn over the ball a lot, but he's going to be a pretty tough type of guy. Um, but one thing, yeah, we can't take away from this Miami offense is they're pretty much fraudulent without uh, Tyree Kill. The defense looks pretty promising, but there at the end, we just took our foot off the gas of the Titans and thought we just won the game. And then it was a pretty embarrassing end. Uh, I was not happy. But that was one of my surprises. And then the Arizona Steelers game, I didn't watch it because both atrocious offenses, uh, very boring game. Uh, but the Steelers, dude, I feel like Matt Canada might have not been the problem. I think, I, think, I think the problem is, is Kenny Pickett and Mitch Trubisky. So, again, like I said last week, if I'm the Steelers, I'm trying to lose out, go pick up a quarterback like Jaden Daniels, Michael Penix, and then I, think, I feel like you should easily be playoff bound or even make a big trade for Justin Herbert. But now we're going to uh, switch gears to moving on to the NFL games, a reflection on the Thursday night game between the Raiders and Chargers. Garrett, what is your take on this Thursday night football game? I, I don't even know where to start here. I mean, there's so many problems with this Chargers team. It's not even funny. I mean, yes, the Raiders, I mean, the Raiders are terrible. Let's be honest. They're terrible. They have Aiden O'Connell playing quarterback. They made him look like Tom Brady in that game. He's terrible. He scored zero points against the Vikings. Is the Vikings a decent defense? Yes, they might be like the 16th best defense in the league. They're not that good. And you look at the Chargers, Brandon Staley. I mean, he just got fired today. I'm sure most of you all have heard him and their GM have been fired. I, I mean, I wanted him to stay because I hate the Chargers, but he had to go. I mean, he was a terrible... 
it'll be fourth and ten. He'll be in the red zone. He'll have an easy field goal attempt. He'll always be like, hey, let's go for it. He doesn't know what he has. And the only good thing about this team was Justin Herbert. Keenan Allen, he catches some balls. But when he has Easton Stick playing quarterback, he can't do anything anymore. Justin Herbert may be on a better team, top three quarterback in the league. Maybe the best. Who knows? But when you look at this team, you see Austin Eckler. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean if you're a fantasy owner, you know what I'm talking about. He's washed. He, he runs like 20 miles an hour, and, and just in case you don't know, that's pretty bad for an NFL running back. People still call him a top 10 running back. He's not at all. You look at Josh Palmer, I mean, he might be the best receiver on this team. I mean, this team is terrible. And I'm not even going to start with their defense because this video is going to go way too long. Their defense might be the worst in the NFL. And I hope firing Staley will help this, but I don't know if it will. And I hope Justin Herbert comes back soon, Chargers fans. Because if you have Easton Stick playing quarterback, I just get a top five pick, Chargers fans. Well, that's Garrett's take on the reflection for his Thursday night football game. Uh, next we'll be re uh, covering our most intriguing games in the NFL this week. Uh, um, so some games that I'm probably looking at is this Miami Jets game. Uh, the Miami might be without Tyreek Hill, and I feel like we could see Miami's offense without Tyreek Hill. Uh, Miami could definitely lose this game without Tyreek Hill. This Jets defense is elite. It's top five. Um, and Zach Wilson looked great in this last game, although he's probably going to make mistakes against a pretty solid Miami game. I'm expecting a pretty low score in this one. I could expect Miami winning like 12-9 with four field goals to three. Um, I feel like Waddle will come in and pull out a touchdown or Raheem Mostert. But I would like to see here, if Miami does not have Tyreek Hill, try to get the run game going against the New York Jets. Uh, Mike McDaniel just seems he doesn't trust both of his injury-prone running backs. Uh, he's probably worried that one of them is going to get hurt, but you have depth at the running back position. Um, so I would like to see the run game open up here if you do not have Tyreek Hill. But those are one of my most intriguing games. Garrett, what are your most intriguing games this week? So I got... The Titans versus the Texans. Now, you would think the Texans would win this game, but the Titans are actually favored by three and a half, which is crazy when you look at it. The Titans did just come off a huge victory against uh, Miami, and the Texans have so many injuries. I mean, I think C.J. Stroud's out. I know Tank Dell's out, and I know Nico Collins is out. So when, so when you look at this team, I don't think the Texans even have a chance in this one. This is a big division game for the Texans, and I think they lose this one by seven points, and I think the Titans do win this game. Just because of all the injuries that the Texans have right now, I don't think they can compete, especially the way the Titans are playing. Uh, that is a pretty fair take. I just want to follow up on that before we uh, turn our eyes to the next subject. Uh, I do agree that the Titans will win this one, but I do have one crazy take. I feel like you got to start Tasha Spears in fantasy this week. I have a feeling he's going to go for 30 this week. Uh, the Titans are going to have the ball a lot. Davis Mills turns over the ball a lot. So if you have Tajay Spears, please put him in. He's a top three running back this week. And we will be moving on. Welcome back, everyone. So now we're going to be talking about four pretty uh, more intriguing games that we have. We're going to give both of our takes. So the first game we got here is you got Broncos at Lions. Uh, it's the spread by four for the Lions. Uh, I got the Lions covering the spread here. They just had a terrible week against the Bears. The same Brown brothers going at each other. Uh, I got the Lions having a comeback week. The Broncos have looked very good since the loss to the Dolphins. They've This defense has really stepped up. 
Uh, I feel like this is going to be a very sloppy game. I got a pretty low score. My final score is 20-16, to 16, so I do have the Lions covering the spread. But I feel like Cortland Sutton gets two touchdowns here. But I feel like Amon Ra gets also two touchdowns on top of a David Montgomery touchdown. Uh, I feel like there will be a missed extra point in this one for the Lions. Uh, I just have a gut feeling. But that's my take for this game. I don't really got much more to say about this one. Garrett, your take. So this is one of the Saturday games. Um, it is at the Lions, and they're favored by four. But I'm still going to take the Broncos. I mean, I am not a Lions fan in any way. I wish the Lions were good. They're just not. I mean, yes, they've been winning games. They're not a good team at all. And they're going to be caught as frauds just like the Dolphins were last week in this game. The Dolphins are like the Lions in this way. I mean, I think the Broncos are on a hot streak, and um, their defense is playing very well. I think this could be a close game, you know, two to three points. I'm calling it 20-17 to 17 Broncos. I think that's an absolute wild take there. But now we're going to move on to the second game that we got. We got Cowboys at Bills. Garrett, we'll start you with this one. These are two very good teams. Uh, the Bills uh, had a very close win with the Chiefs last week. That was a huge win for them. Um, Josh Allen looked good last week. He hasn't looked good in a while, but he looked very good last week. I can't say the same for the rest of his team, though. I mean, the rest of his team didn't show up. They won the game, but Patrick Mahomes did not look good. The Chiefs did not look good. And I don't know if Isaiah Pacheco is going to play in this one. I don't think he's going to. They're going to have Jared McKinnon and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire playing running back, and that's all they seem to have been able to This is all that they have been able to do this year is run the ball and throw it to Travis Kelsey. But I think they've finally figured out Travis Kelsey because they don't have a weapon like Tyree Kill anymore. So when you look at the Bills here, they're good. But I'm for sure taking the Cowboys in this one. Um, the Cowboys are underdogs by 2.5, which I'm very surprised. It is at the Bills. There could be weather there that could affect Dak's play style. But I think Dak is going to win this MVP, and I easily got the Cowboys winning this game. I'm going to call it 27-13. to 13. Uh, I don't agree with that take at all. I got the Bills winning this one. I got them covering the spread. I got them winning by a field goal. As a Dolphins fan, I hate to say that, but the Bills will find a way to win these big games. Bills always lose to teams that are worse than them, but always beat teams like the Cowboys. Uh, this Cowboys team is also kind of like Miami. Uh, they have also been pretty fraudulent this year. They did get a good win against the Eagles, but that's really their only good win. Uh, I got the Bills win this game 30-27. to uh, There could be some weather in Buffalo. I'm not sure about what the weather is going to be like in this game. But what I do know is these are both uh, two powerhouse teams. and This will be a high-scoring game. This is a must-wash game. But Jack Prescott's been great this year. Josh Allen's been great. But Josh Allen needs to stop, turno stop throwing turnovers. That's going to play a big one in this one. But I got Josh Allen and James Cook having two big games out of the two. Uh, if you got either one, start them. They're going to have a big game. Uh, I love this game for another specific reason. I feel like Stephon Diggs versus... Stephon Gilmore is going to be a very good matchup. I feel like we could see a very uh, heated matchup right there like Odell and Josh Norman. But I do have the Bills winning this game. They've just beat the Chiefs. I feel like they're going to try to come after Miami after Miami just had a really bad loss for this division and try to get a good playoff spot. Uh, but now we'll be talking about the Ravens-Jaguars game, which is also on Saturday night. Uh, I got the Jaguars winning this one. 
the Ravens are a great football team. The Jaguars are a great football team. But Doug Peterson finds ways to coach this young team into wins. Travis Etienne, I feel like, has a big game in this one. Look, the Ravens team has been great. Lamar's been great. But as a Jaguars team, you're out with your two best corners. But I've just got a gut feeling that you win this game. The Ravens are favored by three and a half. Uh, you got it's all pro safety in Kyle Hamilton right now. Uh, but I got the Jaguars winning this one. I got Trevor Lawrence having a big game. He's been good all season. Uh, so have the Ravens. But I really have the Jags trying to give everything they got in this one because this will probably play a big, big part in the playoffs and the seeding. Uh, but that's my take. Garrett, what's yours? So I think this game could definitely go either way. Um, I will take the Ravens to cover three and a half, though. Um, I love Lamar Jackson this year. I love the defense. They've been playing at an elite level. Um, Lamar doesn't have many weapons this year. Uh, he has Mark Andrews, who just went out with a uh, some injury, and he's out for the season probably. But Isaiah Likely has been playing really well as his backup, and he's got good enough receivers. I think they win this game. Um, I think Jim Harbaugh does outcoach Doug Peterson. Now, I do think the Jags, if they play at their best, they could beat anyone. But they're just a really inconsistent team, and I don't know how healthy Trevor Lawrence is right now. So I'm going to take the Ravens to win this game. Now I'll talk about the Monday night special. We got the Eagles versus Seahawks. Eagles are on a two-game slide right now. Uh, they've had two really bad games, and I got them going on a three-game slide. Uh, this Eagles team, I've been saying all year, is fraudulent. Uh, Jalen Hurts is a great player. I love Jalen Hurts. He's a very good quarterback. But this Eagles team struggles to win. I feel like Nick Sirianni is a pretty solid coach. But I feel like Pete Carroll, uh, old, experienced, He's going to find a way to win this game. Geno Smith doesn't look very promising this year as he did last year. Um, but I got the Seahawks winning this game. The Eagles have just struggled the past two games and they're letting frustration get to them. A.J. Brown is now starting to argue with Jalen Hurts on the sideline. Devontae Smith is now starting to kind of form into the wide receiver one role in terms of these games. And that's one thing I said about A.J. Brown last week. A.J. Brown doesn't really have like an elite speed factor, which is a big part of today's game. So I feel like teams are just starting now to triple team A.J. Brown and let Devontae Smith catch the ball. Uh, Devontae Smith's pretty frail, so I think they try to get big hits on him and take him out of the game. But I do have the Seahawks winning this one. That secondary is too strong. They hit very hard. And this Eagles team has a great offensive line where this Eagles or the or where the Seahawks team has a terrible D-line. Uh, so I feel like the Eagles won in the trenches, but I still feel like the Seahawks find a way to pull this game. Can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm taking the Seahawks too. They're at home. I think Pete Carroll's a great coach. I think he outcoaches Nick Sirianni. And I agree with Connor on this one. The Eagles, they're overrated this year. They have the best one-yard play of all time. But when you really look at everything else, if you can, sh if you can shut down A.J. Brown, they can't do much else. They can run it with DeAndre Swift. They can pass it to Devontae Smith. But... They're not going to do that much on offense without A.J. Brown. And when you start to put two people on A.J. Brown, like he said, he's not like a Tyree Kill who's going to overcome that and who is unguardable. Yes, A.J. Brown is one, of the best runner, is one of the best wide receivers in the league, but when you really start to look at this, I think the Eagles are pretty fraudulent on both sides of the ball. Um, I think the Seahawks score 20 points, and I think the Eagles score 17. And... The Seahawks win and cover this spread. Um, the Seahawks are at home, 
and I think they just get outcoached and outmanned. And you saw Drew Locke last week, so even if Geno doesn't play, Drew Locke played very good last week. I think they win with Geno or Drew Locke in this one. And now we'll be switching gears to a new subject. Thank you. So unfortunately, our special guest could not join us here, but he will be joining us virtually um, through a FaceTime call. So um, there he is. His name is Jamie Bentley. Um, very famous. Um, knows a lot about the NFL, so we're just going to get right into it and hear his thoughts on the NFL this week. Uh, so thank you guys for having me, and we'll go right into it. Uh, Start off with the Vikings versus Bengals. Both 7-6 teams. Pretty, pretty mid-seasons, but I got the Bengals this week over the over the Vikings, especially with Jay Jettis not looking like he's going to return this week, and the Vikings with that new QB in. Give me the Bengals over the Vikings. Uh, next, we'll go over to Steelers versus Colts. Uh, give me the Steelers. I think Nazi's going to have a big game. I think they're going to start out hot, and they're just not going to stop, and they're just going to overpower that Colts defense with Najee with that run game. Uh, next, we'll go to the Broncos versus Lions. Uh, I got the Lions. I think their offense is just looking really good right now, especially with the Monra and Jameer Gibbs. I think they're just going to really take it to the Broncos defense and just not let up. Uh, next, we'll go to the Giants versus Saints. Give me the Giants. I got one word. DeVito. Tommy DeVito is going to carry the Giants to a huge win over the Saints this week. He's just going to special that, that rookie talent on the field leading the Giants to a big win this week. Uh, we'll go to the Browns versus Bears. Give me the Browns. Uh, I just think Justin Fields really is not having an amazing season like he was projected to at the start of the season. And the Bears are just not, not a very high-caliber team. So give me the Browns over the Bears this week. Uh, then we'll go to the Falcons versus Panthers. Give me the Falcons. Um, I think Drake London's going to have a big game. I would definitely start him. Especially in your, like, your flex position, I would start Drake London. I think he's going to have a big game versus the Panthers. The Panthers are coming in at 1-12, and 12, which is absolutely horrendous, and giving the Falcons over the Panthers. Uh, next, we'll go to the Packers versus Bucks. Give me the Packers and a big win over the Bucks. I think it's going to be too cold for Baker in that Bucks offense and the defense, and they're really going to find out what uh, Green Bay is really all about. Uh, next, we'll go to Dolphins versus Jets. Uh, give me the Dolphins. I, the Jets defense just really has not looked great, this, all that great this season. Um, I don't think they're going to be able to match the high-power offense of the Dolphins with Tua and Waddle. Next, we'll go to the Chiefs versus Patriots. Give me the Chiefs. Big win over the Patriots, especially with the the Patriots. Um, as, we, as we found out uh, earlier this week, that they will not... Bill Belichick will not be coming back next year. I think the team morale is really low right now, and I think the Chiefs get a big win over the Patriots. Uh, next we'll go to the Texans versus Titans. I think the Titans are going to have a, a win over the Texans. They're on a roll right now, especially that big win over Miami last week. Um, and Will Levis is just he, it's something, something special. I hate to say it, as a Tennessee fan, you know, he's, he's, he's a Kentucky, Kentucky QB last year, but... Will Levis is, is really leading the Titans right now, and I think they're going to have a big win over the Texans. Uh, 49ers versus Cardinals. Give me the 49ers. I think it's a no-doubt this week. Uh, 49ers just 
are, are too good and they're really going to beat the Cardinals. I think there's no question about that. Next we'll go to the Commanders versus the Rams. I think the Commanders are going to have a big week. I think Sam Howell's going to pass for at least 300 yards and he's going to have a really big week. Now, give me the Commanders over the Rams this week. Uh, Cowboys versus Bills. I got the Cowboys in this one, but I think it's a close game. I think it's maybe a field goal at most. Uh, I think Josh Allen and the Bills will play decent, but not not to what they can, and the Cowboys are just going to come out on top, just on both sides of the ball, defense and offense. Dak and Michael Parsons leading both sides, and give me the Cowboys this week. Uh, Ravens versus Jags. I got the Jags this week. Uh, I think Jags can get get their get back this week after last week's loss. Uh, loss, and I think the Jags are going to Jags over the Ravens this week. And my pick of the week, uh, better of the week, whatever you want to call it, I got Eagles versus Seahawks. Give me the Eagles to cover the spread of minus three right now. I, I say Eagles cover the spread and then some. I think they're, I think they're coming off a huge loss, and Jalen Hurts is really going to take that personally. It's going to come back against the Seahawks and just Shut them, shut them down. I think the Eagles cover the spread and then so I think I think honestly the strike should be like minus twelve at this point. Give me the Eagles over the Seahawks this week. Well, thank you, JB Bentley, for all your uh, views on the NFL games. Uh, one fun fact I want to get across by JB Bentley is he is currently two and twelve in fantasy right now and has lost our league and will be doing the milk miles. So we'll make sure to video that and also post that on our TikTok channel. So yeah, um, that is all true. Um, he's gonna have a comeback year next year. He says I don't believe him, but um, it could be possible. Um, he is losing our fantasy league though, and he will be doing a punishment. Um, and that Tommy DeVito pick, I don't know about that one, but um, who knows? He's a believer in a guy who lives in his parents' basement. So um, Jamie, thank you so much for joining us. So do you have any last words before we leave? Um, so I'll be back next year in fantasy. Um, just wait till I win the league next year. Can make some better draft draft decisions next year, and I'll be back next year. No, we won't. Thank you, Jamie, so much for joining us. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, we're gonna now gonna do our bets of the week, and then we're gonna cover our playoff matchup between me and my co-host Garrett. All right, so my bet of the week is Miami to cover the spread. I didn't really have a very interesting bet of this week. Uh, but that was the, probably the best bet I could find. I had Miami covering the spread against the Jets. I already kind of explained this game. Uh, if Tyreek Hill doesn't play, I feel like this run game is going to dominate this one. But I don't got much to say on that. And that's my bet of the week. And now we're going to hear about Garrett's parlay, which is very highly recommended. So here you go. So I got my parlay. We got Bears under 16.5. I think they get completely shut down in this game. Um, I've got uh, the Rams covering six-point spread over the Commanders. Uh, this Rams team, they score a lot of points. If they play well, they destroy people. They may well lose this game, but I think they win by quite a bit in this one. And I also have the Ravens versus Jags over 43.5 total points. There's going to be a lot of points in this game. I don't know who's going to win, but there's going to be a lot of points. So that's my parlay of the week. And now... We're going to get into our fantasy matchup. One seed versus the four seed. I somehow found a way to slip into this playoff. Um, so me and Connor are going to tell you our lineups, and then you're going to post in the comments who you think is going to win this playoff matchup. 
So I, I do got one thing to say about my opponent here in this week. Uh, his team has been on a bit of a slide. He got a bit lucky with Tyree Kill last week being injured not and made into the playoff. Uh, there is another league member that will probably be a future uh, special guest. Uh, Medlin, shout out. Completely sold and let the only guy that I can't manage to be in the league in. And Dylan Prince also, shout out. You sold as well. But now we'll be covering our lineup. So my lineup at the quarterback position, I got QB Josh Allen. At running back, I have running back Raheem Mostert. At my RB2, I have another running back in Bijan Robinson. At my wide receiver one, I have Amin Rasay Brown. At my wide receiver two, Jalen Waddle. At my tight end, TJ Hawkinson. At my flex, Devontae Smith. For my defense, the Cleveland Browns defense. And for my kicker, it is Nick Folk. So that's a pretty good lineup. Just a fun fact, guys. He's 0-2 against me this year. He's lost three games. He can't beat me. He got swept in this year. He's going to lose a third time. I'm going to tell you a story about this guy real quick. Just a quick little story. I was trading with him to get a running back. I was trying to get Raheem Mostert, and I was going to give him Aaron Jones. He wouldn't trade with me, and he said it wasn't because it was not a good trade. He said it's because he was scared to play me. He wanted to play Dylan, or he wanted to play Alexander Medlin, but he got me. And my team might not be that great, but I believe I just have this guy's number. So let's get into it. My quarterback is Geno Smith, and if he does not play, I think he will play. It will be Will Levis, but I believe it will be Geno Smith. Um, then I got Alvin Kamara. He's playing really well right now. I think he drops 20 or more. Uh, then we got Tajay Spears. Now, I, <laughs> I was forced to trade um, Aaron Jones away last week to get a running back because Aaron Jones was out. Um, so I ended up with Tajay Spears, and if Connor's pick earlier in this podcast goes true, Tajay Spears goes for 30 points, I think I win this game. Then we got A.J. Brown, you know, he could go for 2, he could go for 40, you don't know. I think against Connor, he will go for 40, because again, I own this guy. Uh, then we got at our wide receiver 2, Tyler Lockett, you know, mid. Um, I have Evan Ingram, he's on the rise, he's doing mid. He's doing great things this season. And at my flex, I have another mid player in Terry McLaurin. Now, I do not have a defense yet. I'm going to pick one up soon. Uh, right now it's Jacksonville, but that will change. And at my kicker, I have Jason Sanders, kicker for the Miami Dolphins. I think he has a huge week. I think Miami does nothing but kick field goals this year and this week. So give me me over Connor Gray this week. Um, so, um, yeah. So now we're going to move on to our last and final segment. Uh, sorry, I just got up for my fall for uh, another horrible take by Garrett. Uh, but thanks for watching, everyone. We tried to keep it a little shorter this time. That was another recommendation we got. Uh, those are my final words. I, think, I appreciate you all for watching. Make sure you go check out the YouTube, Instagram, TikTok. Go hit up a like, comment down below who you think is going to win this matchup. Uh, and also maybe uh, drop a follow and share the video to people that you know. Uh, we really hope this podcast really gets somewhere. We got it to a famous ESPN analyst, Paul Finnebaum. Uh, he did receive the video. 
Uh, I don't think he's washed it yet, but we really hope he does, and that could be a really big step for us. And we just appreciate y'all for watching the video. For those who shared it, uh, I thank y'all for all that you've done. We really tried to put a lot of effort into making these scripts for this, but now let Gary give his final words. So, you can hit me up a follow on Instagram, TikTok, any of them. Garrett Powers, maybe Baby Shane. We'll see what comes up. Uh, Connor, again, Connor Gray, hit up a follow. And our highlight of the show, Jamie Bentley, with some great takes. Please hit him up at Jamie Bentley. Um, I think Jamie was the highlight of the show, don't you? Yeah, so actually our Peyton Manning jersey just fell, but um, <laughs> I don't care. So we're going to end this podcast right here. Um, Powers Podcast out.